Welcome to Strike Deck Radio, a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by Strike Deck and the Success League. Strike Deck is a customer success automation platform that helps CSMs effectively manage their customer relationships. The Strike Deck solution enables churn prevention, upsells, and customer advocacy. They use machine learning and predictive analytics to bubble up insights and alerts about customer health, sentiment, and engagement. The Success League is a consulting firm focused on customer success. We work with executives who are ready to build and develop a top-performing customer success team that drives retention and revenue for their organization. We also offer training programs for CSMs and customer success leaders. For more information, you can visit our website at thesuccessleague.io. My name is Kristen Hayer, and I'm the host of Strike Deck Radio and the founder and CEO of the Success League. Today, I'm joined by Vitor Lopez, who is a customer success professional based in Berlin, Germany. Vitor is formerly the head of customer success for Emnify and is currently advising early stage companies. And today we'll be talking about ways that you can tailor your customer success program to the members of your team. Vitor, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Hi, Kristen. Thanks for having me. So everyone seems to have found their way into customer success through a little bit of a different path. Can you share with the audience how you wound up in customer success? Yeah, sure. So I have a background in project management, um, and this is in the uh, telecommunications sector. Um, Eventually, I moved on to um, a customer relations role at a consulting firm. This in the center of uh, Berlin. Um, I I don't remember exactly, but uh, somehow I I found a book from from Gainsight on customer success, you know, from Nick Mehta, uh, Dan Steinman. And Lincoln Murphy. That's a I great actually time. met Dan Steinman um, at a post local in Berlin. I think it was last year. Um, and yeah, this basically kickstarted my my interest. Uh, I can also say it's passion for customer success and everything around. Um, and this this led me to um, to come in contact with Amnify and helping them to set up the customer success strategy, build up the team. Um, And then, yeah, we are here today. (laughs) That sounds good. So, Vitor, when you and I were discussing a potential topic for today's podcast, you mentioned that you really like to help your team members improve their productivity through self-awareness. And we're going to be talking about self-awareness today. Uh, But before we do that, how do you think improved productivity really helps customer success professionals? So I, I'm a very avid advocate of uh, productivity and how does that impact our work um, and if I connect that to the goals of customer success, how we uh, help customers um, in their needs and, and to provide uh, the value to solve their, um, mm-hmm. their problems. Um, basically also makes me think about the objectives of, of management. We talk about customer management, uh, so setting objectives uh, organizing and measuring our, our work. And, and this is related to, to different activities we have to do uh, towards the customer relationship. I often think about waste in activities, and this could be uh, in terms of time, in terms of resources, energy. Um, so I, I'm very focused towards practicality. And in general, how is that going to help us not only um, address our needs of the day-to-day activities, but also stepping out and understand what do we have to improve to, uh, um, to make our work go better, basically. Okay, that makes sense. 
And, you know, I wanted to point out, too, that self-awareness is kind of a trendy term right now. It gets thrown around a lot. You hear it in schools, at work, in self-help books, articles. I think I've heard it hundreds of times over the past few years. Um, so just so that we can kind of set the stage for our audience, can you explain how self-awareness relates to customer success specifically? Yeah, absolutely. So what is self-awareness? Basically, we are looking into ourselves and we can talk about internal and external self-awareness and how we understand our mm -hmm. real motives and externally how we connect to other people. How do we accept uh, their perspectives? How we connect uh, in terms of empathy um, and coming back to customer success to the challenges of the subscription model. These are always changing. Uh, so we have to understand we, we are not perfect. There's so much more we can learn. Um, therefore, we need to look into ourselves and understand how we can improve our proactivity again um, and understand what is our influence in the performance of the organization. So this is, uh, in a nutshell, I would say um, self-awareness helps any customer success professional. So, Vitor, you and I discussed various ways to determine the strengths that members of your team have. I like to use StrengthsFinder assessment. I've been using that with my own teams for years. What tools do you use with your teams to determine their strengths as kind of a first step in helping them toward self-awareness? So myself, I, I like to use the Myers-Briggs type indicator, and uh, this is a well-renowned method. The, the reason I like it is because it has room for nuances and every professional um, cannot be put inside of a well-defined box. Right. You have strengths in, in different uh, components of this uh, type indicator. Um, and I also believe that we, we still have to look at the weaknesses because there might be times when you, we need to delegate uh, part of our work um, to people that are better in, in, in certain things. And yeah, I can give you a couple of examples regarding my type. So I am more of an introvert and of the judging type. Mm -hmm. And this shows that I, I prefer to work in, in smaller teams. That's for one. And also I, I really like to organize my, my work and to take my time in, in planning my, my future activities. That makes a lot of sense. And I appreciate you sharing the example um, from, from your own uh, analysis and, and self-evaluation. Uh, so once you've gone through and had your team members determine their strengths, how do you go about coaching them on self-awareness? So yeah, I, I believe that tracking their performance in the areas best suited for their personalities is the um, uh, first way to go. So they need to understand how am I doing? How can I measure myself and the work that I do, considering that I'm, I am better um, at this point or that point? And then also helping them exploring topics around emotional intelligence, because we can guide them, we can coach them, but the rest of the work has to come from themselves. Yeah, that makes sense. So, Vitor, what are some books and resources that started you down this path to focusing on self-awareness? Do you have any recommendations for the audience? Yeah, absolutely. So if you would look to my Amazon list, and um, I, I always tell my friends, you know, if you want to please me, offer me a book. Um, I, I have a long list of, of books, uh, uh, mostly nonfiction. And then I, I came 
onto it. Um, I can't even remember the first one from mm-hmm. Dale Carnegie. Um, I think this book is from the 1930s. And the title is How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's a great book. And I think it's a fantastic book. It's stood up, stood the test of time, I guess is the way you'd put it. <laughs> exactly. It, it can be applied to today's challenges. And it's interesting how he was able to come up with a, um, a group of principles that not only help you connecting with people on a, on a deeper level, um, but also something interesting because most people uh, should work more on that and regarding listening more and, and talking less. So this is the way to, to learn. Um, another book I would definitely recommend, and this is more onto the management side mm-hmm. of things, uh, from Peter Drucker, The Effective uh, Executive. Um, and the last one I can think of uh, is called The Happiness Advantage from Sean Aker. Uh, and this, this brings some, some positivity to our uh, daily lives. Um, and how we can redefine happiness and connect that with our uh, way of, of, of working, way of living, because at the end, we, we still have to balance how we see work and our right. personal life. Um, and overall, I, I think these are examples, but you have also a lot of examples which help us uh, step out from, you know, from the our daily activities and look a bit more into uh, emotion, our own emotional mm-hmm. intelligence. Yeah, I, I really, um, I like these. I have, have not read The Happiness Advantage, so I'm going to have to take a look at that one. But uh, I think there's there's a number of books out there that are really great. And I would call out to um, the Harvard Business Review articles collection has a lot of different articles on self-awareness and business um, that are really great. So that's another resource, I think, for the audience. We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back with the rest of the interview in a minute. Today, I'd like to talk about one type of consulting engagement we offer at the Success League. Customer success deep dives last between three days and two weeks and are focused on helping companies plan a customer success program tailored to their organization. Common deep dive topics include metrics and goals, hiring and compensation, customer journey mapping, and segmentation. Each deep dive session includes concrete deliverables, like business models and annual plans, that you can quickly put to use. If you need help with planning for 2019, a deep dive engagement is a great way to kickstart your efforts. Visit the consulting page on our website, thesuccessleague.io, for more information. I also want to mention StrikeDeck's new Customer 360 template. This free download is the best way to figure out if you're ready for a customer success tool. It is an automated spreadsheet that will help you keep track of all your current customers, generating an individual health score for each one. Quick reports can be easily developed through the Analytics tab, and tasks can be tracked on the Task Manager. If you're looking for a quick, simple to use, yet robust solution for your CS needs, StrikeDeck's Customer 360 template is the tool for you. Download your copy today at strikedeck.com. And now back to our interview. So let's talk about the results that you've seen on your own teams. How does self-awareness improve a CSM's problem-solving ability and decision-making? So yeah, if we come back to um, self-awareness and, and working with people on understanding themselves better, 
um, you'll see how easily they will come up with ways of optimizing the work. They will understand, okay, this way um, of doing my work is not that effective. I think I can come up with something else. Um, so in, in regards to problem solving, you see that using a set of systems, you know, identifying um, problems, uh, working through the root causes of it, and also designing solutions that are actually um, uh, useful and practical. Um, and then when it comes to the mm -hmm. decision-making, um, the way people rely more on, on gathering facts and, and believable facts, facts that have more weight to um, the decision uh, at stake, um, and I, I do have a couple of examples that really help to, to go through this. So one of the examples is the five-step process to goal setting. Mm -hmm. And the, the last time I, I saw this, I can even mention the book, is, is called Principles from Ray Dalio. Okay. has a, a really interesting uh, diagram on that. Um, so basically how we, we define um, some goals, or these goals were defined by our line manager, for example, um, how we identify problems, how we are going to diagnose the problem, mm -hmm. and then defining a solution that will take us closer to that goal. Um, and then you have the five why method on, on problem diagnosis. So we, instead of finding the, the easier way to come up with a cause and probably blaming someone or a team, um, it's easier if we take step by step to find the next uh, cause of that um, of that problem. I can give an example. For example, so we have set a revenue target and we didn't uh, reach it. So a probable cause that people would come with would be, uh, yeah, because the sales team didn't uh, work hard enough, let's say. But we didn't reach the, the, the target probably because we didn't look to to the to the impact of the existing customer base. So we have lost um, a certain number of customers. And then, okay, why did we lose those customers? And then you can come with um, these customers are gone now because they didn't like the fact that we changed some key features. And then why um, didn't they like? I mean, of course they like. Um, <laughs> Why, why did we change those uh, key features? And then you continue because there is no process in place to uh, evaluate this um, from the customer success team mm -hmm. perspective together with the product uh, management team. And then you continue uh, down the stream to uh, find the next cause until you really get the, the, the root cause of it and then you work together to solve those problems probably at the root cause but you might also have some activities uh, within the line that makes sense and I, I think it's interesting because you kind of are looking at it as team self-awareness um, as well as individual self-awareness um, which is an interesting take on it um, you also mentioned that self-awareness helps customer success professionals build good habits. Can you talk about how that works and share an example of that in practice? Yeah, absolutely. So once you're working with people on, on finding a certain direction, they, they easily come up with habits that will help them evaluate um, 
those critical milestones they see uh, in their in, in their activities. So um, it could be they they manage their email inbox uh, in a better way, and then you have the zero inbox method, for example. Um, how they approach meetings in terms of okay, we, we have a certain time to do the meeting. Perhaps we should um, uh, drop the phones or we should uh, come up with a better agenda. Um, and also, I think this is a big one. Always the the big problem of um, completing uh, tasks in in the CRM. So how they they come up with ways of defining certain days for certain activities. Okay, perhaps on Tuesday mm-hmm. I will um, handle onboardings, and on on Thursdays I will uh, block some hours of the calendar so I can uh, rethink uh, the way I'm handling. Um, the customers within my territory, um, and and I think at a deeper level, because they are more aware of how they operate, how they can connect with their colleagues on other pressing matters, uh, something that uh, usually comes up from our stand-up meetings, um, they become more accountable and are more driven to help the organization uh, or even just a team in uh, solving some of those challenges that are more persistent because, you know, um, the two minds are better than one. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think it's interesting, too, that I, I like this framework that you've brought up because it helps um, to personalize it to an individual. I think, you know, good habits are, are really critical, but, um, you know, I think everyone needs to create habits that work for them. And different people are going to have different ways to accomplish things. So this framework that you're highlighting really, um, you know, allows for those differences between individuals while still building habits in the areas where they need to have great habits. So I think that's pretty cool. So what kind of behavior is an indication that one of your team members lacks self-awareness? And if you found that, what would you do to coach them to improve the situation? I think this this happens a lot in, um, in in organizations. So the way people um, are drawn back to uh, to cooperate on certain matters. So you see the lack of opinion, uh, the lack of ideas about improvements. Um, when you ask them for feedback, is is very short. It's not uh, comprehensive. It, it it's not. Um, so I, I see this a lot in in organizations. Um, when people become more drawn back, they they lack opinion, um, they lack ideas about improvements, and when you ask them for feedback, is also uh, very short. They they don't go further. Um, another thing is you notice they stick to their ineffective processes, so they are not going so well, um, and they are not able to step out. Uh, from the situation and realize, okay, this is not working. And why is this not working? So I think a way to to solve this is making them more accountable on tracking um, this this individual progress, and if necessary, assigning a specific project um, where you you define some some results, so they can really kickstart the use of their uh, strengths. And so this is a a group. Um, a group cooperation, even if you have to to slide it in in a certain way, um, it really helps them to to uh, apply this this trends. Um, and then 
At the end, I, I would say, and, and I recommend this to everyone I talk to these days, I think, um, meditation really helps everyone to uh, clear the mind, to control a bit better, but also letting go of some uh, internal mm -hmm. chatter. Um, and I think you, you also can see this a lot in, in successful uh, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, CEOs. They, they have taken this practice and, and noticed the, the results are coming. Yeah, I, I think that's a good piece of advice. Um, you know, I have tried meditation. I have to admit it's not my favorite thing. But I do find that when I do it, it, it really does help with clarity and kind of providing that overall direction that you sometimes need in any role. So I think that's some great extra advice <laughs> for the audience today. And even, even nowadays, you have several apps that can guide you through the process. It's also interesting to uh, dismystify uh, the way that meditation is, is connected to yoga alone, and you have to do both together. Uh, but no, th there's all uh, kinds of help to, to guide you through, through meditation. That's great. And it's a good suggestion, I think, for everybody. So let's say that a customer success leader who is listening to the podcast wants to introduce the practice of self-awareness to their team. What would you recommend as a starting point? So if, if they think that a personality test is too transparent for the organization or that they are not there yet, um, I think it's really interesting to do something called the management letter and coming back to Peter Drucker. Um, and, and basically the, the team is invited to write their, their line manager about what's their perceived purpose and what are the objectives they have been given. Um, and also to um, define the actions they will take to get there and some expected obstacles. So this is really interesting to connect both parts and understanding, okay, we are aligned or not. Um, because after that, um, it will help them reevaluating the role, but also looking inward to their skills and see how can they contribute to the team in achieving the, the goals that have been set. So to our final question, the one we always wrap up the podcast with, what do you see as the biggest trend in customer success right now and why? What I see uh, nowadays very often is how we can adopt a customer success methodology for on-premise solutions. This brings a lot of challenges uh, due to the fact that we cannot capture so much uh, or at all um, any usage data. And, and this kind of uh, uh, brings us to um, combining other uh, disciplines. And, and this is something I, I'm also very keen to, to explore more in the future. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Um, a lot of the companies we work with at the Success League are either companies that have an on-premise solution in addition to a SaaS solution or companies who are really not in technology at all. And they're trying to figure out, you know, how do you take customer success methodologies and models and apply those to other industries. And so it's really exciting to see customer success spread outside of just SaaS. Exactly. I mean, and you can even come up with ideas, uh, even walking down the street, as in, can customer success be applied to some more traditional businesses? Imagine a restaurant. I mean, I know this is a very wild idea, 
Um, but sometimes uh, that does come up to, to my mind and it's interesting to um, mix a bit uh, customer success. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a wild idea at all. I, I would like to, my whole life to be filled with me being happy as a customer and me feeling like my goals are being met by the solutions that I use in my day-to-day life. So I think that all of that is customer success and that can apply to a restaurant and it can apply to a tech company. So it's exciting. Well, Vitor, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us this evening from Berlin. Thanks for your thoughts on how self-awareness can help customer success professionals optimize their work and provide better engagement with customers and even improve their personal lives. I know the examples you shared have given our audience a lot to think about. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for inviting me to the podcast. Um, if I would sum up in a, in a few words, I think it would be um, very important for um, for customer success professionals to rethink the role of the manager in their organization and see how uh, practicality will help them achieve much more that they uh, achieve today. And yeah, and bringing back to Berlin, I am part of the CustomerSuccessNetwork.org. This is a, an European association for customer success professionals. And I organize some events and roundtables in Berlin. So for my colleagues from the city, feel free to reach out and then we can exchange ideas over a cup of coffee. I also want to thank our sponsors, Strike Deck and the Success League. To learn more about Strike Deck, you can visit strikedeck.com and follow Strike Deck on LinkedIn or at Strike Deck on Twitter. To find out more about the Success League, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io, and follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. To get all of the latest episodes, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And finally, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time.